What it is, RGLA family. I am Angela Birdsong, your conversation piece host on Radio Justice LA Morning Wake Up Call at radiojustice.org. For something new or unusual to talk about for stimulating conversation for you while staying safe at home, masked on the bus, train, plane, or social distancing. Right before California statewide coronavirus, I attended one of the three Pasadena City Council meetings where supporters for Fire Chief Virtual Washington spoke on his behalf. After 25 years in the fire service and over five years at Pasadena Fire Department, Fire Chief Washington recently retired. But Pasadena NAACP, City of Pasadena Vice Mayor Hampton, and City Council Member Kennedy believe Chief Washington was pushed out. Today on Conversation Peace, hear interviews supporting Chief Washington, along with how to become a firefighter, the great relationships between L.A. City and L.A. County firefighters with Africa, along with the bad hiring practices in the city of Compton for its fire department, which excludes 90% of its citizens. Joining me on Conversation Peace is Addington C. Stewart, the president of International Association of Black Professional Firefighters, the president of L.A. City Statorians, LAFD, Inspector Gerald Durant, and Captain Jonathan Bowers of L.A. County Fire Department. But first, here is a clip from the Pasadena City Council meeting before the resignation of Fire Chief Virtual Washington. Welcome to Conversation Peace. Here's some discussion to Bert Washington, the fire chief. You know, I was in this room several years ago and listened to him and be excited and gratified by this council to be your fire chief. So why am I here to discuss this young man? He's a family man. He's been married for over 20 years, have two children, one's in college now, and he resides in your community. He's a man of faith. When he left Las Vegas, he had become a deacon with his church. And I know him as a, a forward standing individual who attends church in this community. Professionally, I promoted Bert Trail Washington several times. Why did I promote him, you might, you might ask? Bachelor. Associate's degree, bachelor's degree, master's degree. That's just his education. Now, when you look for a fire chief, because I was selected as a one, and I've been on selection panels for fire chiefs, look for integrity, look for honesty, those types of attributes virtual Washington has. When virtual came to, to your city, I don't know, you guys were not a class one operation as a fire department. That's ISO, Insurance right. Service Office. Mm -hmm. They rate fire departments and get <coughs> the dispatch, their water supply, et cetera, et cetera. Virtual, and we have you guys at a class one, which is only just over, I think it's like 186 that are now class ones in this country. Mm -hmm. Second to that, Check it out. There's only 217 fire departments throughout this country that are accredited. Virtual Washington got you guys credited. He was responsible. Very solid individual, great credentials, and it is sad to see the things that are going on. I've been following some of the various news outlets. And, and I think it's just shameful, and I think you guys should give some consideration to this jewel that you have. He's a very loyal individual, and you need a fire chief that's loyal, and again, that has integrity. And Berkeley Washington has those attributes. So, wherever's going on, I'd like to see you guys to think about that and <coughs> serve, giving this man an opportunity to serve, continue to serve in this great city of yours. And 
I remember when he came and he said he was excited to meet the staff and the members of this community. Virtual Washington is a community guy. Because when he was in Las Vegas, he was always actively involved. So yeah. I would ask you guys to reconsider what's going on because you will lose a jewel that this city deserves. And I've watched Pasadena for years because I have relatives who live here. You got a great city. You have a great fire chief, and I think you should consider people. fire departments in the United States that are both insurance services offices, ISO, <clears throat> class one, and accredited by the Center of Public Safety Excellence, CPSE, Commission on Fire Accreditation International, CFAI. In the state of California, only four fire departments have achieved both distinguished results. That's under Bertrand Washington. Thank you. First of the Verdugo, used to be Verdugo Hills, but Verdugo Fire Agencies to establish a nationally recognized safety officer program to certify new officers as incident safety officers purchased and implemented automatic external defibrillators when we had none. When I was deputy chief of police in Richmond, Virginia, 20 plus years ago, we had them. So Bert uh, brings a, a, a breath of fresh air to us and an intelligence and capability that um, obviously we may have been lacking received the state of California approval of the city's new emergency operations plan designed to provide a framework for the city's response to man-made or natural disasters. Even in this COVID uh, situation that we're dealing with now, there's obviously a role for the fire department because they have to respond as first responders implemented targeted solutions as web-based training platforms to increase accessibility to training. That's critically important to keep our fire department one of the top agencies in the country, certainly in California. So I just want to say welcome to the former um, fire chief of Las Vegas. Uh, I would like to acknowledge your intelligence by promoting Burke when he was under your command, and in fact, Bird is invested in this community, and I am limited to what I can say beyond that. Thank you. Thank you, Councilmember Kennedy. Um, thank you, Chief, for coming out here from uh, Las Vegas. Are you still living in Las Vegas, sir? Okay, well, hey, that's, thank you. Really appreciate you being here. Um, I've made comments over and over again that there still has not been any clarity um, to why the decision was made um, to remove Bertrell uh, Washington as our fire chief. You summed it up perfectly. We had a man with integrity. We had someone who not only um, embodied the, what Pasadena is um, and to be treated the way he is treated. Yeah. It is important that every one of you, regardless of what your skin tone is, that you come here and you talk every day about injustice because it is not appropriate in, in the year that we live in today to have to continue to have these type of conversations. Yeah. Uh, I would like to say that um, I'm very grateful for all of y'all being here, and I hope that you continue to come back because we won't stand for this. Not, not, not anymore. Not anymore. God bless you guys. Thank you. Of uh, Nevada will be here soon. 
He's a dear friend of uh, Chief uh, Washington. I hope you, Chief, would encourage him to come visit us and talk about the man that he is. Thank you. Thank you. Followed by uh, Albina Kamara, followed by Herman. Good evening. Sorry, thank you. Good evening to the mayor, city manager, council attorney, city clerk. My name is Addington Stewart. I am president of the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters. I've been a colleague of Bertrand Washington for over 25 years, uh, which turned into a friendship of an honorable man that's being disrespected in the city of Pasadena. Yeah. I will not speak again to what Chief Washington spoke to, Chief Dave Washington spoke to, because, but I will say this part of it. He has two teenage children. There appears to be no empathy for that. That is unconscionable. He uprooted his family from Las Vegas and brought them here to Pasadena. Once in college, once in high school. That is unconscionable, what we're doing in Pasadena. I will speak to the ISO rating for simple terms for the citizens, that impacts your fire insurance rates. They'll be lowered based on what he's done. I sent a letter to the city manager and the city mayor and council members. I don't know if everyone received it. Of course, the response was, we can't talk about it. That's unfortunate. While others are putting hearsay or fake news in the papers, where this man cannot come up here and stand and defend himself, that's unconscionable. I just left Tulsa, Oklahoma, where we met with the state senator there who's behind the 100-year anniversary of the massacre in Black Wall Street. I am pissed at what I saw. Mm -hmm. Read it. I'm adjacent to East St. Louis. Read what they did in East St. Louis in 1917. <coughs> it's unconscionable that we're dealing with these sort of things in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Us as a people. Somebody will remember this saying, we're tired of being sick and tired. Yes, sir. Amen. We really are, and, and, and we are people with an understanding of what it takes to make it in this world. But if you understood what they took from those people in Tulsa, Oklahoma, read it. These were affluent African Americans that were bombed. After they came back, then they ran Highway 44 through their community to decimate all of the work they had done. I'm going to say a couple of quick things. Uh, Chief Washington established the Pasadena Outreach Response Team called PORT with the Public Health Department to improve services to the homeless and transition them into housing. He also provided department leadership and data to help gain the support of voters to pass Measure I, or either one, estimated to bring in over $21 million annually to the city. You all can check that. He implemented renewable diesel fuels and on and on. What I will say to Ian, is that if we don't have an answer about this, the people responsible for not providing an answer should be terminated. I am your host, Angela Birdsong, and you are listening to Conversation Piece. Next, Addington C. Stewart, president of International Association of Black Professional Firefighters, who speaks highly of former Pasadena Fire Chief Virtual Washington.
and it's in like the lift. For no reason at all, I can't recall her. Flow was easy in my face. Down the hall, I'm kicking it in the back of the school, eating chicken at three. Wondering why is everybody always picking on me? I tried to talk and tell him, chill, I did nothing to deserve this. But when it didn't work, I wasn't scared, just real nervous and unprepared. To deal with scrapping, no doubt. My pappy never told me how to knock a knock an hour. But now in 95, I was surviving to a man on my own. Around with fat lip, yes, she get blown. I'm not trying to show no macho is shown. But when it's on, when it's on, then it's on. I'm Angela Burton with Conversation Piece. I am in the city of Pasadena at the council meeting where the NAACP of Pasadena is supporting um, Fire Chief Bertrand Washington, who was reassigned by the city manager, Steve Murrow, without um, conferring with the city council nor with the safety committee. And the NAACP is demanding that um, Chief Washington be brought back to his position as fire chief. Um, during the meeting in there, during the council meeting, they had an open um, forum for those who were signed up, and I'm standing here with some of the gentlemen who have spoken on behalf of um, Chief Washington. I have Addington C. Stewart, who is president of the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters, and he spoke um, up there. And there were certain things that I heard that I'm looking at the facts and I'm looking at the numbers. When you guys were talking about the ISO rating for the city and um, certain type of certifications that he brought to the fire department in Pasadena. Can you talk about some of those things and also introduce who you are and who you represent? Yes, ma'am. Uh, my name is Addington Stewart, as you stated. Uh, I'm the president of the NNS Association of Black Professional Firefighters. It's an organization across the country, six regions. Uh, we're in what's called the southwest region of the international. Uh, in reference to uh, some of those things in Chief Washington, Dave Washington, the former chief of Las Vegas, spoke to the ISO piece. And in that particular piece, I mean, it simply means that you met certain requirements uh, as a fire department in reference to water supply, uh, how the men and women operate on fire scenes and equipment of that nature, which helps you obtain that level one ISO rating. What does that ISO rating mean to the average citizen? Well, it means lower fire rates for your insurance, which is a big deal uh, in your insurance costs. And they come from three to a one. And like they said, it's a limited number uh, uh, of organizations that has that particular rating. And the ISO for Pasadena prior to Fire Chief Bertrand Washington coming, what was it? It was a three which is, is two degrees lower. It's some technical terms to it, but it, it basically means that your fire department is the most well-equipped department to handle the fire in your community. It has all of the technical resources required in reference to equipment, water supply, and uh, uh, how their response times are incorporated as to why that rating became a one. Oh, so it was a three before he came here, and yes. once he arrived, it became a one. It became a one. And so there's a huge um, span between what a one and a three is. Yes, it is. It's not a matter of just two points, meaning, you know, so it, it can be something like a three is almost like being at the bottom of the totem pole, so Correct. to speak. Correct, because there's a four. So they're, they're right near the bottom when you're saying a three. Okay, so the rating is a one through four. Yes, and he changed Pasadena from a three to one. Yes. Okay. And what are some of the other things that he has changed here um, for the city of Pasadena Fire Department? I, I mean, I have them listed because it's so many. You, you, you definitely have to read them. Uh, he established the Pasadena Outreach Response Team with the Public Health Department. He provided department leadership and data to gain support to pass a measure that estimated to bring in over $21 million to the city of Pasadena. He uh, implemented a renewable diesel fuel program for all fire apparatus to help the city reduce its carbon footprint, resulting in a reduction of health risk for employees and the public. Because when they start those engines up in those firehouses, that fuel is right there, and they get that as soon as they come back. Uh, and um, he implemented the 4896 work schedule requested by firefighters after a two-year program. He increased paramedic staffing. 
I mean, I got several pages. Added fire prevention staff to help prevent fire and life safety emergencies. Purchased and implemented expanded use of automatic external defibrillators and automatic CPR compression equipment. Added and replaced, I mean, I can go on and on. It's, it's just lengthy. You, I got four or five pages of things that he's accomplished as fire chief in this short span of time. Now, in your professional opinion, um, why do you think he was reassigned? And I know we no no one has been told why because there's a I guess some kind of non-disclosure um, that's happening across the board with the Pasadena Pasadena City that no one's saying the reason. But you, with your years um, in the fire department as a fire chief, what do you think the reason is? In, in reference to the some of the hearsay, it's been. Uh, stated that the union is responsible for some of this. It's been stated that the, center ma the city manager is an accomplice to what doing what the union wants done in reference to this, and that's the removal of Chief Burt Washington. He was never accepted by the union here in uh, Pasadena. Why? Well, for, for me, and I'll say I believe it was racially motivated as to why he was not socially accepted. Uh, of course, they'll deny that. But the systemic racism in the fire chiefs that have been under attack, this only seems to happen to black fire chiefs, that their attempt to uh, 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 encourage a no-confidence vote in a fire chief, this only seems to happen to black fire chiefs. So systemically, the way I see it, I believe it was union-motivated. And, of course, they're going to deny it. They're going to base it on some reason that sounds personal versus it was an issue with the fire chief himself and his job duties and his safety of an organization. But to me, that was the issue. When you look at the things that you have read, just a few of the things that you've read about him, the movement that he's done in improving the state of the fire department for the city of Pasadena, he should not have been um, reassigned. I know we're saying reassigned because that's the word they're using, mm -hmm. but it sounds like he's being fired. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest. Because what is he being reassigned to? Right, and and nobody even knows that. I mean, you can't tell them where you reassigned them. I mean, there's something something stinks. Right. Uh, as they say, something's rotten in Denmark. Right. Uh, if he's being reassigned to, on a special project, why wasn't that shared in previous meetings with the public safety director? Exactly. So what's next for you in regards to this matter? Well, I'm going to continue to reach out to him and see if we can work through some allies here on the ground, uh, especially because I'm uh, from St. Louis, but to see if we can work through my regional director who's out of Las Vegas to make sure we continue to support him. Uh, we don't know when a decision is going to be made, but in my opinion, a decision has not been made to date. To me, he's, he's responsible for that. He should be fired. This is starting to cause issues within the firehouses. It's already caused issues here with this board based on the comments of two of the directors, uh, the council members that spoke out. It's, gonna, it's caused some uh, 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 issues with some of the members in the community that spoke out last week, uh, and I read their comments. So this thing isn't just going to go away. Uh, in my opinion, and with uh, our support, we're going to do whatever we can to support them. But they need to make a decision and man up. If you're going to fire them, I pray that they can't give him enough money to resolve this. I mean, your kids was going to go to school for the next three years. I mean, and now you done unemployed. He's unemployed now. Also, this impacts his ability to get another job. Who's going to hire him? Well, you know, looking at his at his at his numbers, 
anybody should want to have him as, to. as as their fire chief. But I understand what you're saying that there's a, a all old ball boys school that's happening within the fire department that we're not that that the average citizen does not does, know about that we are not aware of. Mm -hmm. Now, when you go back to um, Missouri, well, actually, you know, before I ask that question. Tell us just a little bit about your background, um, how you got into becoming a fireman, and, and, and how you moved up the ladder. I came from the streets of St. Louis, like most young men in America that got this job. Uh, and, and honestly, my brother had applied. And because he wore glasses and didn't know he should have had some context, contacts to pop in his eyes, he failed that part of the test. Uh, he gave me an application. Say, hey, and I was, at that time, I was 17 years old, just turning 18. And so I was eligible to fill out the application. Uh, a year later, I was hired in the St. Louis Fire Department. Pretty much the rest is history. But in between all of that time, I mean, I did a lot of stuff in the streets that normal young men did that was working a nickel and dime job uh, and, and had and wanted status in this city at the time and, and thinking you're a pretty boy or whatever else it was. But what ended up happening, this thing changed my life. And it changed my life because it gave me a salary that helped me take care of my family. I have four to do, five adult children. My baby is 31 years old. He is a firefighter. And the pension that I'm living off of is right at about how much money he's making starting. And I'm living a great retirement, which gives me the opportunity to give back. And that's what I'm doing with this with Bert, along with trying to support all of the other African-Americans throughout the fire service that in this climate, in our history, and in our country, of the leader of this country has turned back the clock back to the 1920s because they have made it open season on us as black people. Right. Yes. Well, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful that your brother paved the way for you. And although he didn't become a fireman, but you did. And obviously that transition into the next generation with, with your son. Now, um, so you already told me that you're retired. Yes. So when you go back to Missouri, <laughs> you're going to be doing some retiring. But with with this organization, the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters, what is it that you do for them? And then I'm going to let you go. <laughs> well, well, basically, I try to gather information about issues that are impacting the fire service, bad and good. There's some organizations that's doing great things with recruitment. There's some that are doing okay with recruitment. That's what we're up against. Uh, the majority of African Americans came on in the, in the mid-70s across the country through consent decrees and lawsuits that were filed because they were uh, uh, discriminating against us in these particular type tests. And so from that, 30 years later, the majority of us are retiring. So there's a, it's, it's not that it's a mass exodus. It's that you reach 30 years, you can get 75% of your pay for the rest of your life. You leave and start your new life. So with that being said, we're on a, a recruitment effort across the country to try to bring African-American men and women into the fire service to bridge this gap that's between us and the, the current situation of African-Americans being hired. And let me tell you, across the country, they have turned this clock back to 1970. Right. What is your contact information if someone wants to be recruited or they need to um, utilize the services of the International Association of Black Professional well, Firefighters? We have two items. One is our IABPFFrecruit.com. It is an interactive website to recruit African Americans. Uh, we got, in some places we got chapters, in others we don't. Also, our website is iabpf.org. That way you can find resources about us organizationally and what we're doing. Okay, thank you so much for giving me your time after this council meeting. And I just um, pray that the outcome will be different for Chief Washington. And I do too. 
I'm Angela Birdsong, your Conversation Peace host, and we'll be back with Captain Jonathan Bowers and Inspector Gerald Durant, who are county and city stentorians who provide support for African-American firefighters. Yo, what's up? This is Tajay of the Mighty Souls of Mischief Crew. I'm chilling with my man Festo, my man A+, and my man Oh, You know he's dope. And right now, you know, we're just maxing in the studio. We're hailing from East Oakland, California, and um, sometimes it gets a little hectic out there. But right now, you know, we're going up you on how we just chill. Dollar seven digits, call up Bridget. Her man's a midget, plus she got friends, yo, I can dig it. Here's a 40 swigging, you know it's frigid. I got him chilling in the cooler, break out the ruler. I'm Angela Birdsong, and I'm still at the Pasadena Council meeting, standing outside with two more firemen who are here supporting Chief Bertrand Washington, where um, the city manager, Steve Mermo, has reassigned him. But from the sounds of it, it sounds like he's trying to fire him. But I want to talk to these guys and find out who are they, what are they uh, representing, and what brought you here. So we will start with Jonathan Bowers. Uh, good evening, Angela. Good evening. Introduce yourself and who, are you, who do you represent and who do you work for? I am Captain Jonathan Bowers with the Los Angeles County Fire Department. I'm also an executive board member with the Los Angeles County Stentorians and the vice chair of the National Association for Equality and Justice in America, uh, Southern California's Firefighters Committee. What are the Stentorians? A Stentor is a, a Greek messenger with the voice of 50 men, a loud voice, and our, which, um, our organization has a loud voice. And you guys are here speaking loudly on behalf of Chief Washington. Yes, we're here to uh, stand in solidarity and support uh, Chief Washington as it appears that the uh, city of Pasadena is... is resurrecting past practices of this country which resorts to uh, which uh, entails racism discrimination if you will dehumanization marginalization of our people and chief washington as you know is he's got a stellar record he's done a lot for the city of pasadena and they're just basically dehumanizing him how did you find out about this matter uh, through other members, uh, through the International Association of Black Professional Firefighters. So it's, it's all over the uh, social media and so on and so forth. And we interact with other members of other uh, black firefighter associations. Uh, so we, we, we got the word through that. Now, how did you, um, how did you become a firefighter? Wow. Uh, it was something I always wanted to do as a child, but uh, the firefighters were all white. Um, in the city of Compton, where I grew up, uh, I saw, when they first hired blacks, I saw a couple of black firefighters, and that really got my attention. And then I was like, wow, I can do that. That's what I want to do. And I, there was actually a high school program, a feeder-type program. Uh, it was called the Executive Intern Program, which allowed me to go to the fire department. I got school credits for that. And that actually got me uh, acclimated to the fire department, the testing, and so on and so forth, and all the requirements. And uh, that was actually the first department that I worked for was the City of Compton Fire Department, which eventually became primarily African-American under the, uh, the command of, the, uh, of Chief Monroe Smith, who recently passed away at age 100. He was the first black fire chief uh, west of the Mississippi, and he became the chief in Compton in 1972. 
Wow, thank you for that black history moment, for real. I had no idea about that. You said Chief Monroe what? Smith, Monroe Smith, yes. The first black chief west of the Mississippi, and he was the chief um, over the city of Compton. That's correct. What high school did you attend in Compton? Compton High School. I graduated from Compton High School. I, actually, I'm raised in Compton, Caldwell Elementary, Walton Junior High, Compton High School, and Compton College. <laughs> Okay, and then you've been in the fire. So how did, how did you move about? How did you become captain? And what hurdles did you have to clear for that? Uh, interesting you should ask that question. Uh, it was actually a, a pretty difficult task. Uh, now I'm at the Los Angeles County Fire Department. Uh, it was a great deal of studying. However, even um, through the preparation and, and testing process, uh, there was, I did experience some... Um, discriminatory behavior, if you will, from uh, members of the department that uh, don't look like me. And how did you persevere? Why, why did you stay? It, you know, Angela, I really didn't have a choice. Uh, our forefathers fought for us. The fight continues. I couldn't lay down. I have to continue to pave this road for the people that are coming behind me. So it was imperative that I stay in the fight. Okay. Now, if someone wanted to um, get involved with the Stentorians, how would they find you? Well, they can come on down to the Stentorian Center at 1409 West Vernon uh, in Los Angeles. It's on the corner of Vernon and Normandy. Uh, our phone number is 323-296-4690. And uh, we're, we're here to help you if you're interested in a career in the fire service. And that, that's what you guys do. You guys help with recruitment and what else? Uh, any preparation for exams, yeah, um, promotional exams and things like that. Also uh, recruitment. And, and it's open to all. So it doesn't matter of your race. We're open to all to assist anyone that has an interest in the fire service. Okay, and you have a fellow um, stentor. Is that what you? That's we correct. have a fellow have a fellow stentor here. Introduce yourself, and who do you work for? How you doing? I'm Gerald Durant. I'm the president of the Los Angeles City Centurions. I'm presently inspector for the Los Angeles City Fire Department, and the Centurions basically we mentor, we help retain, and help promote African Americans in the fire service. Why? When we do not do what was done to us that's why we're open to everybody so when you knock on the door we're going to help you some some way and it's it's a whole gamut we help you mentor your career we make sure you have the right directions so that you can be successful in the fire service and you're with la city los angeles city fire service yes mm -hmm. all right now are you a captain also no i'm an inspector i'm inspector one for the city but for 23 years, I was a rescue scuba diver for the city. I worked on the fireboats, only African-American to do that. Oh, wait a minute. We have another black history moment here. Okay, so you're the, okay, say, say that one more time. I worked on uh, two fireboats, uh, Fireboat 3, Fireboat 1. I was a rescue scuba diver for 23 years for Los Angeles City Fire Department. Of course, they don't think we can swim. <laughs> they don't think we can do other things. But, yes, I did that for 23 years. And you're the first... I'm not the first. It was two others before me, but I'm the one that made it a career. Okay. Congratulations to you. Yes, ma'am. It was, it was very awakening uh, because you have to defeat the myths. They say we can't do this, we can't do that. But, you know, when you come out and you have some accommodations and do things that have never been done before, you can walk away proudly. Right. Now, how long did you know that you wanted to be a fireman? You know, it kind of came and went. I had two uncles in New York that were firefighters, and uh, my uncle Joseph was killed in the fire, so I didn't run to the career, but I used to work for MGM. I was a negative developer, and I was working in total darkness, so I didn't see any opportunities there, so I said it was time to, to do something different, and when I signed up to be a firefighter, I actually was going scuba diving that day, and I said I could probably do this for the fire service. So, lo behold, I planted a seed, and we made it. We did it. So that's the type of attitude I take towards the new recruits that come in, and I say, you got to believe it. You can achieve it. Right. Now, what does an inspector do? Inspector, my unit, we inspect large commercial or manufacturers. So usually anything over 40,000 square feet, four stories, 
things like that. So I look for hazardous materials. I look for how they store their equipment, things like that, just to make sure the building's safe. It's because it's hazardous. Now, what would you um, say to anybody who's interested in becoming a fire person? I would say it's a road that we've kind of flattened, but it's still an uphill climb. You have to do several things. You have to do a physical agilities test. You have to become an EMT or a paramedic, background investigation. You have to have be physically fit. And you need to come down to the Centurion Center so we can give you the game, all right? Because it's, it's, they don't give these things away. And when you're African-American, you, of course, you have to be bigger and better and, and badder, per se. So we're there to help those folks get to where they got to go. Now, so there's, uh, is it the same Centurion Center? Same Centurion. We share the same building, yes. Okay, so there's county Centurions and city. City, yes. And, and the reason why is because politically we fight different battles. The county supervisors and things like that, they county fights. We have to fight with our mayor and city council within the city. We want to do, as Pasadena was talking about, local labor. We want the brothers and sisters who live in the city to work for the city. The brothers and sisters who work in the surrounding cities to work for the city. We want to recycle our money to the city. So we're really looking for those who live in the city and trying to give them a fair shot because there are people who come from other places that don't view our communities the way they should. We are taking on, those are our neighbors. We're going to help our neighbors. We're going to do what we can for our neighbors. Some folks come from different places and don't view us as their neighbors. Fox News all day, they don't, they don't see us as neighbors. They see us as those people, them, they, and they don't even protect our homes that way. Now, why are you here tonight supporting Chief Washington? If we don't support Chief Washington, they'll be able to do whatever they want to do. They probably will still probably do it in a way, but they know we're looking. And the basic theory is let them know we're watching because they're not really going to get away with it. They're not going to really get away with it. They might get away with it for the moment, but we got more coming. And what do you guys want as the end result of all of this? Jonathan. The end result is, number one, with regard to Chief Washington, we want him back in his place as a fire chief. However, these issues are, are in full motion across the United States. <clears throat> We're currently dealing with a situation in the city of Compton. Uh, they accepted uh, over 200, about 200 applications, and 125 were white males in the city of Compton. Uh, that's not local labor. The, the way the job announcement is written up, it basically excludes 90% of the citizens in and around the city of Compton. It, it deprives them of economic opportunity, and it actually promotes economic opportunity from people that are not from our community, from Orange County and so on and so forth, who historically have generational wealth and all that exceeds what we have. Uh, the fire department, the fire service is a great job. And it, it pays well. But as Inspector Durant stated, we want local labor. The people, uh, the city of Compton should employ the people from Compton first. And we're not excluding other people, but we want local labor. We want our community to serve us. Now, what is the wording in the job description that um, seems to eliminate or um, discourages locals to, you know, local citizens of Compton or whatever um, urban areas from applying? Well, one of the things we're disputing is on the job announcement uh, under uh, education, it has a high school diploma or GED or uh, associates or bachelor's degree. The bachelor's degree should not be mentioned anywhere on a entry-level or firefighter job. Uh, departments such as Los Angeles County, Los Angeles City, Torrance, Jackson, Mississippi, where the Compton Fire Chief is from, you're only required to have your high school diploma or, or GED, be 18 years of age, no, uh, no felonies. Um, they're not even requesting you or requiring you to have your state certified firefighter one. Um, the, the requirements for Compton are so stringent. Uh, departments like Los Angeles City and the city of Torrance are ISO class one rated departments and their requirements are nowhere near what Compton 
is requesting now. And again, our community uh, is econo e economically deprived. So we're not likely uh, to have bachelor's degrees and so on and so forth. It's less likely in those communities. So you're, you're cutting them out right off the top. Who made that decision to, to write the announcement like that? Well, it's, uh, I call it collusion between the, the current union and uh, members of uh, the HR department and the city manager of Compton. And the county supervisors, do they have any say in this matter? Not in this one because it's the city of Compton. Oh, okay, okay. So the city, so has the city of Compton always had their own fire department or did the, the county have to come in and usurp that? The city of Compton fire department has been around longer than Los Angeles County fire department. The city of Compton fire department is over 100 years old. And so, no, the county has not served the incorporated area of Compton. Very interesting. So um, where are you guys in the process of getting that changed? Well, we are dealing with the, the city government, the HR department, and uh, we are currently, I won't say negotiating, we're challenging them with this, uh, with this announcement. And our goal is to get it all thrown out and just overturn the whole process. It's just unacceptable. Um, and I'm also a resident of Compton, and we can't tolerate this, nor will we. What do you need the public to do to support you? Number one, we want the public to be aware of what's going on, because this basically is reverting back to Jim Crow, Southern justice. You know, we're being excluded. Uh, uh, they're saying we don't have the qualifications. You know, we're not good enough. So it's the same thing. We want the public to understand what's going on and that this is going on across the country. Now it's back, it's raised its, its, its ugly head again in the city of Compton. And we just can't allow it. It, it doesn't just exclude African-Americans, but uh, they haven't hired any women or recruited them. Compton has a sizable Samoan population. They have never had a Samoan on the Compton Fire Department. It also, it does affect Latinos as well. So it affects the people of color. Yeah. And that's what the city of Compton um, most definitely has a lot of black and brown people as, as its residents. Um, Captain, C Captain Bowers, um, thank you for, for that. And Inspector Durant, yes, um, what are you expecting um, for the outcome from, from this matter with the city of Pasadena and Chief Washington? I think they have to consider, well, they have to consider reinstating him because it's the right thing to do. Whether they do the right thing and whether they're going to be bullheaded enough not to do the right thing, but they may because they believe they can do it. Like, he's, like Jonathan said, the Jim Crow is still alive. But it won't be easy, and he probably could go somewhere else, but this is where he grew up. So he has a vested interest in the city. He's done the things that are right for the city, even though they didn't have it. So he's got to do it. It's got to happen. Matter of fact, he's brought more diversity to this city than probably they've done in the last 20 years. And that's the same thing we're fighting for in the city of Los Angeles. We want our city to reflect the people who live in the city. And that is the way it should be. If you're doing the right thing, you shouldn't be punished for it. And that's what it seems like they're doing here. That's why we're supporting him. You know, thank you guys so much for, for your time and, and for some historical moments in regards to the fire department and making it aware that this is a, a very good career for, for our young um, black men and women and our Latinos and um, South Pacific Islanders. Mm -hmm. Just anyone in the Los Angeles area is not just for white men. Right. <laughs> this, is, right. this is a job for all people who want to go and, and serve and, and help their communities. So thank you for, thank you for your years of service, well, right? I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. And once again, um, please give the information about the Centurion um, Outlook place. Centurions are at 1409 West Vernon Avenue. Zip code 90062. Okay. In the, in the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> in the city of Los Angeles. In the city of Los Angeles. Exactly. Okay. So you guys, make sure you go and, and find that Centurion um, Center. And they, can look at us. they can find us on Instagram oh. and Facebook as well. And there's always information posted. 
The city of Los Angeles is in their recruitment period. We'll be taking applications to June 5th. And, and what we do is also help prepare you for the written test, help you prepare for your oral interview, we'll talk about your background, your credit, your driving record, all those things, and we make sure you have a pathway to success. Pathway to success, and that's what we're talking about here on Radio Justice, uh, making sure that the next generation have opportunities and options for, for their career goals and, and to get to retirement, right? <laughs> okay, so now what is, what, what is the situation um, about taking rigs to Africa? How did that even come about? What did you do there? I, I, need, I need the 411. So the city of Los Angeles and Lusaka is a sister city. And there were some ladies that have been doing it for 50 years. When Mayor Bradley was in office, they established the sister city of Los, Los, Lusaka with Los Angeles. They kind of put it together, and they called me. And they had a, a rig ready in 1996 Seagrave that was still in service at the time, that the city was going to pull off service, put uh, a gear and stuff on it so we can ship it over there. And then Jonathan Bowers, I brought him in because he did a trip to Haiti. He, so he was my logistic person for that. And we actually shipped three apparatuses over there. And uh, we dealt with the first lady of Zambia, uh, Esther Lugungu. And uh, we went over there and we helped train their fire brigade. And we looked at the country. We, we made an impact. And actually, before we left, we helped uh, recover six bodies in a multi-casualty multi accident. So we went over there kind of did our thing and we were able to do our thing over there but the great thing about going to the motherland is that we need our we need our nation back we got to go get back africa because all the gold all the diamonds cobalt and everything else is there and other, everybody else is trying to take it away from us so for us to be african-americans from the city of los angeles to go there and actually do something like that it's it's invigorating it was just something that uh, it, it affected everybody who went we had a brother from New York City, um, John Coombs, and we brought two county folks, two city folks. We went over there, and we had the best time ever. Actually, the 55th anniversary anniversary for independence. They have independence. We're still working for our independence here. They need to cherish that independence. Okay, so Zambia has been, it's their 55th anniversary British. of being independent from which of oh, the British? British? Right, the British, the British right. Okay. Wow. So you guys went back to Africa and, you know, we never think about so so many things we don't think about when we think about Mother Africa, but never thought about um, a fire brigade and and do they have the resources for for anything. So we're sending back all kind of stuff. We're sending back paper, pencils, clothing, food and fire trucks right. to to Africa. And you said this has been going on since um, well, this, uh, under Mayor this, this, Tom Bradley? Yeah, since Tom Bradley, it was just women doing micro uh, loans, business loans, things like that. We just started doing the fireside recently. This We just went in October. And uh, Jonathan has done Haiti, and now he's done Africa. He's the guy to get your equipment anywhere in the world. Captain Bowers, tell us about the trip to Haiti. Well, actually, um, it was around 2016, 2015 or 2016, we actually sent uh, an ambulance down to the city of Kwade Bouquet, Haiti, uh, a fully stocked ambulance. Uh, I acquired a fire engine. It was a retired fire engine from the city of Compton Fire Department. We partnered with Los Angeles Trade Tech College, who completely refurbished the engine. A colleague of mine, Captain Kenneth Hahn, who's retired, uh, he um, pounded the pavement and got vendors to donate uh, uh, ladders and, and hoses and other equipment. So we sent the engine down fully stocked. We sent a contingency down. We trained the Haitian firefighters. Uh, we actually delivered a baby down there as well. And it was just it was just life changing and how they embraced us. And it was just great training our people uh, down in Haiti. So I uh, was responsible for shipping the equipment down as well. And that gave me the experience to do what we did for Zambia. Now that was a bit more of a task as we shipped three vehicles three apparatus from the west coast of the United States to the east coast of Africa. That's about 12,000 miles. 
and it was not a simple task, but we did it. Now, the next time, it'll be a walk in the park. But uh, going to Zambia, yeah, it was actually life-changing as well. Uh, just the people were beautiful. They were so happy that we were there, that we care about them, and uh, our relationship uh, have just grown. We are going back to Zambia. Uh, we plan on having this uh, project, if you will. This will occur indefinitely. So um, we are going back to Zambia as well. So the, you plan to make this an annual um, event, or how, how often? Well, hopefully we can do it more frequently than, uh, than annual if we can acquire the equipment and funding. Or I should say we will require, uh, acquire equipment and funding to help the Zambia. And they do need our help. When uh, Inspector Durant mentioned the uh, 55th anniversary of their independence from Britain, well, when they left them, they really didn't leave them with an infrastructure. They just kind of said, here, see ya. So they need a lot of help, and um, they look to having us, like coming from Los Angeles, to help them. Uh, we were so well received by the public. As Inspector Durant said, we actually caught a structure fire, and uh, there was a multi-incident traffic accident where, unfortunately, there were multiple fatalities that we actually managed that incident. It was a big incident, and we were acknowledged by the, uh, the mayor of the city and the first lady, Esther Lungo. Wow, congratulations on that. Is there a name for this program? Is there a website? How can people find out more information about it? <laughs> we're going to take back our nation. We're going to get our country back. We're going to go back to Africa. That's what it is. Just listen to Marcus Garvey. You know what I'm talking about. No, we, don't really, we really don't have a name, but it's part of the sister city of uh, Los Angeles and Lusaka, and it's just going to be ongoing. We, cannot, we can't rest until we go back. We can't rest until we make that country whole again as best we can. So that is really the goal. Anybody who wants to help us, 1409 West Vernon, come. That's where it's all going to start. That's where it's going to begin. That's where it's going to just keep going. We have to get our nation back. There's so much land over there, There's so, and the people are so good. It's amazing that we, we just haven't taken advantage of that. And they have their independence, and we're still fighting for ours. So they have to embrace that, and we hope to embrace it with them. Right. I'm glad that there isn't a name of the program. You guys are just doing some good, well, right? We call it the, the Zambian Humanitarian Mission. And actually, if you look at uh, the uh, Zambia Fire Brigade Instagram, uh, there's information there and disaster training specialist on Instagram. You will see a lot of the uh, Zambian activities that we uh, participated in. Okay. All right. Well, I most definitely, when you guys go back to Zambia, I want you guys to um, reach out to me so I can do another piece about that. And we can uh, make sure that we're still having a connection with Mother Africa. As you're saying, we're, we're fulfilling things over there for them, but it's also fulfilling things in us to make that connection back to our ancestral land. Okay. 400 years ago, we came to America, and we just got back 400 years later. So it's, it's, it was good to get back, it was, and we have to return. We have to return. Right. And, and, and back, back to the, the Haiti, um, what year was that? Uh, that was 2016 uh, was the last date we sat down in Haiti the, when we delivered the engine. Okay, so help help me with, with, with my timeline. We went down right after the earthquake, and we visited a lot of cities and some of the departments, and the light came on and said, wow, we can help you out. And that kind of what sparked that, and uh, we acquired a lot of equipment that we sent down to Haiti, and we've actually made about six trips to Haiti. Uh, we It was our intention to go back, but right now Haiti is, uh, they have a, a great deal of civil unrest, so it's just kind of on the back burner. We haven't given up on Haiti because our brothers and sisters need us down there. And we haven't given up on them, but we got to let the, uh, the water cool a little bit. Thank you to the supporters of former Pasadena Fire Chief Virtual Washington, President Addington C. Stewart of International Association of Black Professionals Firefighters, President of L.A. City Stentorians LFD, Inspector Gerald Durant, and Captain Jonathan Bowers of L.A. County Fire Department. A special thank you to Ingrid Day for bringing me this story. 
Thank you to Leslie Radford, Adam Rice, Michael Washington of M Watch Soul for the opening and closing theme song, and always you, our RGLA family. Remember to be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be brave, be courageous, and let all that you do be done with love.